Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Fauché, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You are listening to episode 12 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Equipping ELLs. This time of the year is usually when you are counting down the days to that much needed spring break. Hopefully yours is coming soon. Now I know that whether you are an ESL teacher or a homeroom teacher, you are always looking for ways to reach all levels of your English language learners with as little prep work as possible. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the easiest way to cover all four domains for all levels of ELLs with very little prep work. Does that sound too good to be true? It's not. All right, now let's get to the show. Today, I'm going to share with you how to use the simple activity of a read aloud to cover all four domains and differentiate for the language levels in your classroom. I have found whether you are a kindergarten teacher or a high school teacher, read-alouds are one of the most powerful ways to reach your English language learners and really all your students. Here are three reasons why read-alouds can be such a powerful tool to use with your ELLs. First, read-alouds can be relatable text. You can choose specific read-alouds that help your students see themselves in the story. That is so important in welcoming them into your classroom and helping them feel seen and helping their story be told and connecting with the literature that you're reading. And through a read aloud, you have that power to choose books that help your students feel known and seen. So that one reason right there is one of the best reasons that read alouds are so powerful because when your students can see and relate to the characters in the story that you're choosing, they are going to be able to output a lot more 
than through text that they can't. And with a read aloud, you have that opportunity to pick diverse texts that help represent the students in your classroom. Another plus about read alouds is that the visuals are already provided. So when you use a children's book, when you use a read aloud, those visuals are already there ready for your students to capture the words you're saying to build that listening comprehension and to connect it with the pictures that they're seeing. Even if they're newcomers, they can look at those pictures and they can work on telling a story in their head, even if it's in their own language, but they're able to connect with what you're teaching. And it's very little prep work for you because those visuals are already there. The last reason is that with preparation, one book, one simple book, I mean, think of how easy it is to pull a read aloud book off the shelf. One book can bring discussion, highlight vocabulary, work on reading comprehension, build listening comprehension, and so much more. And so today I want to share with you four different ways to think before your read aloud lesson to make the most of that time. The other reason why I love using read alouds is because you can pack so much into a 30 to 45 minute lesson. And you're going to see that by the end of today of how much you can get into one simple lesson using one simple read aloud, but really making the time worth it. So let's walk through how to take one read aloud and use it to focus on each of the four language domains. Now let's just quickly go over the language domains. The language domains are in this order, listening, speaking, reading, and writing. So listening, that domain is developed the quickest and first, and then writing is the domain that develops the last and is usually the most difficult for our ELLs. Let's focus in on the first domain, which is listening. Now, obviously, when your students are listening to a read aloud, they're building listening comprehension skills. So just a tip, when you're doing a read aloud, sometimes we love to get into the characters and we love to use our voice and we should. We want to demonstrate fluency. We want to demonstrate tone to our ELL students and help them to build that ability to replicate that when they read. But we also want to be mindful of our rate of speech and how we're clearly enunciating the words, especially when we're working with our newcomers. We can use read alouds with our newcomers, definitely. We just want to make sure that we're clearly saying the words and that we're slowing it down so that they're able to pick up and start to differentiate where those words end and new words begin. That's the first step of building listening comprehension. You probably have experienced that yourself. If you've ever listened to somebody speak another language, sounds all the same to you. But if you start to learn that language, you're able to pull out a few words as you develop those skills. And so a read aloud is a great way for all of our level students to work on pulling out those words, to hear them in context, and to make that story in their head as they're listening to you. Now, another way to extend this and make this a listening comprehension activity is using one of my favorite things, and that's QR codes. So what you can do really simply is either you read the book you know, beforehand, or you could even record it from YouTube of somebody else reading it and put it on a QR code and then put that QR code on the front cover of your book. Now, after you read that book to the class and you do all these activities, you can then have an area in your classroom that are listening center books, books that you've read aloud together as a class that you've done that groundwork on that they're really familiar with. And for a choice time, or if they have some extra time, 
have a whole basket of those that you've gone through that have that QR code. And so now this becomes a great center for your students to be able to go pick a book they're familiar with that they've heard you read to them, and they can listen to that story again. Think of how powerful that would be for them to work on this book with you, to go through all the different domains, and then to be able to review that book independently. That repetition is key to language development, that learning and hearing words in context is key. And so now you see how we're going full circle with this, and they now can use that book as an independent listening center. So again, you can record just the audio from somebody reading this book on YouTube, or you can record it yourself, make it into a QR code, and then stick that on the front cover of your book. And just like that, you have a listening center. So that's a great way for your students to practice the listening domain through a read aloud. Let's move on to the next domain, which is speaking. Speaking is so important, and we want to make sure we are finding opportunities for our students to speak every single day. And we want to make sure we're finding opportunities for them to speak that are not putting them on the spot or not letting them zone out. So, you know, in the middle of your read aloud, if you're just calling on one person at a time to answer that question, what are the rest of the students doing? Probably zoning out or getting lost in a daydream. They're not paying attention when you have one student responding at a time. So how can you change that? First, this is where a little bit of prep work takes place. Before you do your read aloud lesson, preview the text, look and see what kind of questions you can pull out of it. You could then use some of those as you're doing a read aloud to do think, pair, share. If you want to get them up and moving and talking, that works as well. But if you want to keep it really simple, I always love to do think, pair, share, where you can pull out a vocabulary word ask them if they know it. Even just having them respond with a thumbs up or thumbs down if they've heard that vocabulary word helps you check in and helps all your students be active participants. But when they're with each other, stop at multiple times during that read aloud and have them talk with their elbow buddy, the person next to them, with a prompted question. So you want to have three or four questions beforehand ready to go during your read aloud. Then I encourage you after the read aloud, have a discussion time. When you build this into your classroom routine, they will become very familiar with what's expected of them to do during this discussion time. So having pre-thought out questions, and if you can do it, if you're working with a mixed group, have them by language level. So if you have a few ones and twos, have some questions that are appropriate for them that they can understand and answer. If you have threes and fours, again, have appropriate questions for their language levels. For your ones and twos, you might need to include some pictures or you might need to include a sentence starter to help them respond to the question. That's completely appropriate and okay. But you want to have those quick differentiated question prompts so that for five minutes after you read the read aloud, the students can go work in a small group, discuss the story, discuss the questions that you've provided, and it helps them apply and speak right away about what they were listening to. We need to constantly be including opportunities for our students to apply what they're learning. So prepare beforehand discussion questions by language level with the proper scaffolds and supports. Now you can get to a point, maybe your three, four, five, six students that you have, maybe you have them go and write a question themselves and then share that with a partner and have their partner respond. So eventually you can have pass this on to your students to have them 
participate in writing the questions. But to start, you really want to set that example and model that of what does it look like to ask a question? How do you ask good questions? And then how do you respond to those questions? So giving them those academic language stems, setting and modeling what is expected, and then holding them to that when they're in their groups. Now with reading, obviously this is a reading book, so they're getting some reading help. As you're doing the read aloud, you can pull out different grammar that you want to focus on. So if it's a rhyming book, you know, before your lesson, you might want to give a quick mini lesson on rhymes. What are rhymes? We're going to be looking for rhymes as we read this book. If you're working with older students, maybe you want them to be on the lookout for highlighting some different mentor sentences or mentor texts and highlighting and stopping and questioning about that as you're doing your read aloud. That's a great way to do that, to work on the reading domain while you're reading. But I also encourage you, after you're done reading the book, to extend the lesson with reading and writing. And this is where I really have seen success and less planning on you is when you can connect it all together. So if you are reading a book about, let's say, last month in the Equipping Yellows membership, we had a book that we were doing a read aloud for that was on teammates. It was about Jackie Robinson and a teammate that he had with the Dodgers. And so using that book as the read aloud and then using that book as a mentor text, or you can find books that correlate with that same topic. So maybe you want to talk about baseball, or maybe you want to talk about segregation, finding a guided reading book that you already are using on reading A to Z or whatever guided reading you use that connects with that same topic, that same theme, or finding a closed reading passage that helps to support that topic or theme. Or maybe you want to do, if the topic of the read aloud is going to really focus on main idea and detail, then find another great reading book, a a reading passage, a guided reading book that has the similar format that they can then apply it more independently. So that's what we want to focus on with the reading domain is how can we take this read aloud that we just finished? How can I extend it a step further? How can I find another type of reading, you know, maybe it's on news ELA, maybe it's in set, I'm bringing in a nonfiction that correlates with the read aloud you did and extending it one step further. That is where you will see success with your ELLs. When they are seeing similar vocabulary, similar themes, similar strategies over and over and connecting that and not having all these standalone activities you're going to see their brains begin to make those connections and begin to grasp the language and the content at once. So extend that lesson. What can you do to connect another type of text? And again, it doesn't have to be a long text. It could be a simple reading passage. It could be a simple guided reading book, but doing something that connects is crucial. And then lastly, bring in that writing piece, bring it all together with the writing. When it's all connected, this is when our students are going to start to understand and make sense of what we're teaching them. When everything is isolated, it just is confusing for our brains. We don't, our brains don't work that way. So we want to be making those positive connections in their brains and using one read aloud to do that is exactly how you can do that easily. So let's finish up with writing. I recommend to have a quick write. So make this a part of your classroom where students know and are expected to do quick writes. 
Now, in Equipping Yellows right now, we're doing a book club on the book, The Writing Revolution, which is fantastic. I highly recommend it. But point that they drive home that I cannot agree with more is if our students cannot write a simple sentence, they'll never be able to write paragraphs and essays. So I encourage you right now, even if you're working with fifth grade level four students, pull it back and see how they write a simple sentence. See how their sentences are. Do they have the foundation to then go on to paragraphs, essays, etc.? Or do we need to bring it back? That's why I love incorporating quick writes into activities because it's doable for our students. They don't, you know, feel overwhelmed right away. And it helps you to check in on do they have the foundations of writing or do I need to spend time really strengthening the foundations of writing? So what I recommend is take that read aloud or take if you do a guided reading book or a a passage that correlates with the read aloud, either one, extend that with a quick write. If you're working with a mixed level group, again, I encourage you look at the level expectations and the scaffolds that those students need. And before you do this activity, already write those out. So a level one, maybe they are going to draw a picture of the vocabulary that was in the story. Maybe for level two, you're going to give them a sentence starter or a word bank and give them prompts. By level four, five, and six, you want to really encourage those students to be writing freely and on their own. And you're going to check in and see how that sentence is or how those couple sentences are. And if they're grasping punctuation, if they're grasping a subject verb predicate, all of those types of things, you can easily see that and check in with a couple sentences. And so having just one quick write, you can either pass them out, you can have them on the board, and then they they can choose one that they write in their journal. There's a lot of different ways that will not take you a lot of prep, but can really give you a great look and to see after you've spent all this time doing a read aloud, talking about vocabulary, talking about it with a partner, reading another text about it, are they able to then form sentences on their own and respond on topic? If you've given them all of that support, they should definitely be able to do that. And if they don't, then that's something that you'll want to take note of. You'll want to, you'll want to kind of observe that student, see what's going on, that they aren't able to really respond about this. We've done a lot of work for this and they haven't been able to respond. So that's a great check-in for you to have that and to know where those students are at. It will help you know if you're ready to challenge some of those students. Maybe they write three great sentences and you know they're ready to move on to paragraphs and you're going to give them a new writing exercise the next time. But again, it's all about if this becomes your routine that they know Okay, with a read aloud, we're going to walk through this. We're going to start with listening, then speaking, then reading, then writing, and it's going to all come together. Their brain is so happy with that because it get, it makes sense to them. It gives them the framework they need to know what is going to happen in your class and during your lesson. Now, remember that if you aren't sure, I mentioned with the speaking, the writing, to have those clear levels. If you aren't sure what does a level three second grader need for speaking? I've got you covered. In the show notes, you can grab my free WIDA Can Do Descriptor Simplified, and it will clearly tell you for each language domain, each grade level, what you need and what's a clear expectation. So it will make writing and setting up this read aloud much easier. Now, 
Read-alouds can be one of the easiest and most powerful ways to reach all four domains with your language learners. Think about the next few weeks. What content or seasonal topic can you find a rich read-aloud story to use and walk through all four domains with? Now, if you're kind of feeling overwhelmed, like, this sounds great, but this also sounds like it's going to take me a lot of time to get it set up, we've got you covered. We have available two diverse reads a month that are set up for grades K through two and grades three through six ELL students. So these resources, they're called Unlocking Language Through Read Alouds, and they will provide you with the lesson plans, the QR codes for listening centers, discussion prompts, grammar, phonics activities, reading passages, and writing prompts. So we do it all for you. There's no guesswork. And here's the best part. You can easily use these as sub plans. I mean, how many times do you have a sub that does not really know how to work with ESL students? Very often that's the case. And so these easily subs feel comfortable with, but you also know that your students are getting what they need. Just listen to what one of the buyers, Mani, just left about these this resource. She said that I left these as sub plans and my sub absolutely loved it. And so did my students. So you can use these yourself or leave them for a sub plan and know that your students are getting the language support they need in a tangible way. If you're interested, you can click the link in the show notes and check out those unlocking the language to read alouds and have all of this done for you. Or you can walk through those steps yourself and set up your own unlocking your language through read alouds because you're going to see the power behind bringing it all together through one story that will really help your language learner soar. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.